Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go right to prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that we have with you, O Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you shall minister to the hearts and the minds and the spirits of every single listener that is out there today, O Lord God. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you, O Lord. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Praise God. Praise God again. Welcome to Genesis 1. And today I want to talk to you about virtue signaling. Amen. And one would say, well, why is Pastor Mike talking about virtue signaling? Well, virtue signaling is something that finds its way into our lives uh, in, in so many ways. It's a, it, it's a become a part of our vocabulary, if you will, the term virtue signaling. Okay. And I want to show to you how even things that seem to be we don't, something we don't think about that much is a part of our Christian lives and therefore can be related to the Bible, can be tied back to the Bible. It's just interesting, interesting that so many things that we do and don't even think about, that, that there's some biblical action, some biblical words on how God feels about that particular action in our lives. So that's what I want to talk a little bit about virtue signaling today. Amen. Amen. The term refers to, to, to an idea or saying of someone, you know, someone doing something in order to let other people know that they're on the right side of an issue, okay? They say something or do something so that others will know or feel that they're on the right side of an issue. Virtue signaling can be defined as the expression of a moral opinion on a subject meant to make one look like a good person to a specific group or particular people or person. In other words, they signal their virtue to others. They signal their virtue to others. They signal to others that they care about people who are in need. They care about people who are, who are, you know, need something or care about the environment or whatever the issue of the day might be. You know, they care about people who are being beaten and so forth, you know, and, and, and we should care for these things. But, but the issue is, is a why, what is the motivation, you know, for signaling that virtue? Why do people feel I have to go out of my way to make others understand you know, what my position is on a given subject or issue. In other words, they virtue signal to make sure that other people know how virtuous or how good they are. It is also when they feel that they have a need to feel good about themselves. Okay. Maybe people say, see, you know, I'm, I'm going to heaven. I do this. I do that. Okay. I don't do this. I don't do that. I'm not like those other people who do this. I'm different. I'm a good person. How many times have you heard that I'm a good person? Well, do you know Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior? No. Or even worse, I, I don't believe in Jesus. He doesn't really exist. But yet still they say, I'm a good person and I'm going to heaven. How can you think you're a good person and going to heaven if you don't believe Jesus Christ, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, and if you haven't acknowledged Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? But yet still by my actions, I'm a good person. And look at, look, look at how good I am. So let me signal to you some of my virtues. Okay, let you mean that you see how virtuous I am. I am. In the end, virtue signaling is a form of self-justification. It is a way of showing why we are good and worthy people. They signal their virtue often at the expense of others. They want to make sure that others know that they aren't 
like someone else or some other group of people. See what I'm saying? I'm not like that other group of people. See what I'm saying? I'm not like that other person. I'm different. I'm better. Okay. I am following the, the right thing to do. Many times they don't actually want to do anything to help those causes or the issues that they're signaling about, but they want to make sure that it is known that they are better than those other people. Okay. That is one of the, the key things about virtue signaling. I'm better than those other people. Okay. And if we go to, to Luke, uh, Luke chapter 18, we go to Luke chapter 18, verse number nine, Luke 18, verse number nine. Okay. And it starts out Jesus speaking here. Uh, and he spoke this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves when that they were righteous and despised others. Okay. So he's speaking this parable, this parable to those who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortionist, unjust, adulterous, or even as this publican. A publican is a taxpayer, tax collector. I fast twice in a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, or tax collector, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For every one that exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. Okay? So there are two people here. Okay, one was a Pharisee. Okay. And he's standing there talking about all the stuff that he does, all the good. I tithe. I do this. Okay. I'm not like those other people, those adulterers, those extortioners and all this sort of thing. Look how great I am. Look how great I am. The other one, the tax collector or the publican, he's simply saying he's beating on his chest. In other words, he's crying out to God, help me, Lord, because I'm a sinner. Okay. It is often called the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, this parable. The parable is a remedy for virtue signaling. Jesus tells a parable in order to rebuke those who justify themselves at the expense of others. Okay. Sound familiar? They want to justify themselves at the expense of others. As you know, Pharisees tried to be the most moral and religious members of the Jewish community in the first century there. Okay. They always wanted to, they prided themselves in, you know, how, look how great I am and look how wonderful I am. Look at how I dressed. They had the long, the purple robes and they sat in the best seats in the synagogue and so on. It's always, look at me, look at me, look at me. Okay. All right. They tried to be the most moral of all the members of the Jewish community. The tax collectors or the publicans, on the other hand, they were Jews who betrayed their nation in order to be in, in, in good standing with the Roman people, with the Roman Empire. Okay, they wanted to be so beholding to them. Yes, you know, I'll do your work for you. I'll go out and I'll collect the taxes of the people. They were despised by the Jewish people. Tax collectors were despised by the Jewish people. Jesus describes the prayer of each man. In verses 11 and 12, he says that the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all that I get. The Pharisees' prayer seems to be seeking to catch the ears of others of others in the temple. He prays about his own goodness, especially in comparison to others. It's like he wants everybody to hear about everything that I do, how great I am. He thanks God that he is not like the immoral people that are around him. Okay? 
I thank you, Lord. I'm not like the thieves, the adulterers, and this and that, you know, including that tax collector who was praying with him in the same temple. Okay, so he's praying to God, look how great I am, and telling for everybody to, to see, this is what I do, which makes me so great. So he's signaling his own virtue, how great he is. He justifies himself by his good works, fasting and tithing, and by the fact that he is not bad like others. While most people may not be saying, you know, we, most of us do not run around saying, I thank God that I'm not like other people. But I see that on social media, and I'm not a big, you know, person on, online a lot with social media. But, you know, I see there are a lot of people on social media who, who, who will go out of their way to try to make it known that they're wrong. this is how great I am. Okay. In some cases, they'll even say, I'm not like those other people. Do we do this in our lives all the time, realizing what we're doing as far as God is concerned? Okay. At the expense of other people, look how great I am. People are thankful that they are not like some other person or other group of, uh, of, of people. They're, they're thankful of that. People are, are thankful that they are woke, that they are enlightened, and that they are compassionate in a way that others aren't. Okay. How many things have you, debates have you seen on, on message boards there? where people are defending their own righteousness, so to speak, and they're, they're shooting down other people. See, I am not like them. This is how great I am. Online, people sometimes change their profile pictures in response, you know, to, to some issue or cause or even some, some tragedy. tragedy. All right? and, and, and again, I'm not, you know, downing anyone who, who changes their, um, their, what do you call it, profile picture or anything else like that, but make sure what, what's your, your motivation for doing that. Okay, if you want to update your page or whatever it is that you do on there and, and because you're supporting a particular cause, that's fine and good. But, but what are you really doing about it? Or are you simply saying that because you're telling other people, look how just I am, look how woke I am, look how aware I am. See, I care about this thing just like you care about this thing. But in your heart of hearts, do you really? And more importantly, what are you doing about it? People that do that, you know, either they are fooling themselves or they are desperately seeking to demonstrate to others that they are virtuous in, in their care for certain issues or some other cause. That's the only reason that they're doing it. After all, in their minds, care is, is, is evident, you know, by the fact that they're making, making the public statement. So that's showing that they care about it simply by making the statement. But it's all about motivation. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. Are you really in it? Or are you in it simply to be in it so that others can see that, that you're so-called in it? The prayer of the tax collector is a sharp contrast to the Pharisee's prayer and is recorded in verse 13. But the tax collector stood at a distance and would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Okay. The Pharisee, look at me, look at me, look at me and praying this prayer. I do this and I do that. The tax collector, God, I'm a sinner. Help me. Okay. The direction of the intention, the motivation of the action. Okay. This is what is important to God. The tax collector's audience was not himself or anyone else, and he did not see any path forward towards self-justification. He wasn't talking about anything that he could do to justify himself or to make himself appear or be righteous before God. He didn't talk about anything, anything like that. In his desperation, desperation he cried out to God to justify him, to help him. And he did so anonymously in a corner, uh, in the corner of the, of the temple while beating his breast. He didn't go about just, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me. Jesus ends the parable with the idea of justification. Verse 14 says, I tell you that this man, the tax collector, rather than the other, the Pharisee, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. <laughs> 
Okay? So you want to be lifted up before God, then humble yourself. Okay? Exalted needs to be lifted up. You want to be blessed by God, then exalt yourself. I mean, uh, humble yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Humble yourself. Don't get caught up in so much, look at me, look at me. This is what I do. This is what I did. Amen? 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 Humble yourself, and God will exalt you. No one else needs to know what you're, what you're doing in that regard. Our only hope for God is, is, is to be justified is for God to justify us. And the path to this is humility. We mess this up when we elevate ourselves at the expense of others. Can't be elevating yourself at the expense of others. Perhaps you've never used the term virtue signaling. Maybe you've never heard of it. Maybe you've never used it. Perhaps you never will. Well, maybe you'll never resort to using that term. But regardless, this term reflects a timeless human instinct to seek self-justification by looking down our noses at others. Okay. Man has been like that for a very long time. We look down the nose, uh, our noses at other people in the efforts to justify and lift ourselves up. Jesus warns us to beware. When we exalt ourselves, when we signal our virtue to others, we undercut our opportunity for God to be the one to exalt us. Okay. We mess with that opportunity. God wants to lift us up, but if you are out there exalting yourself, then you know, you're not in line with God's will. The problem of people publicly signaling their virtue goes way back. And the Lord Jesus addressed his virtue signaling also in the book of Matthew, long before it was called by that name, long before it was called by that name. Let's go to uh, Matthew 6, verse 1. I want you to see how everything, everything in our lives can be found in Scripture. Everything. Everything that's going on around us, the Bible has something to say about it. That's why if you've got an issue in life that's going on, something troubling you, something related to your job, your home, your church, your community, whatever it may be, go to the Word of God. Seek God in prayer. Let him point you to some particular scriptures, okay? There is nothing, absolutely nothing that is happening happening or, or exists in this current life, in this day and age, that is not called out, that is not spoken to, that is not addressed in the living word of God, okay? That's why the Bible is the living word of God, because it isn't something that just applied to uh, X point in time, you know, so many thousand years ago, you know? It doesn't just, just apply just then and that now that we're living in this so-called modern age that the word of God does not apply to what's going on. You're so wrong if you're under that impression. You're so wrong. This book, the Bible, it's a timeless book. It's a living word, which means that it embraces and it touches on everything that we do, everything that we do now and everything that will happen in years and decades to come if Jesus continues to tarry. It'll go through into eternity. It does not change at all. But many times what happens is that we as Christians, there are things that are happening around us and we are not sensitive to what is happening in terms of what does God have to say about what's going on. All right? But if you listen to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will show you what's going on is not in line with the will of the Father. This is not God's will. This person is saying this, this person is doing that. But this is not what God would have us to do. Holy Spirit will give you some discernment even when someone is out there virtue signaling so much. Holy Spirit will give you some, some discernment in, in terms of what is actual truth. Okay. So we can't be believing everything that we see, everything that we read, everything that we hear. We need to make sure that the Holy Spirit is guiding us. Okay. Virtue signaling. Very much a part of our day-to-day -day lives today, but 
What kind of impact does it have on us as Christians, as children of the living God? Amen. Matthew 6, verse number 1. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Please underline that. Giving alms, uh, alms is uh, um, giving. Okay, they called it alms back then, but it's giving. It means giving. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. Okay, so right off the boat there now. Take heed. Don't be giving just to be seen of people. Okay. Don't be trying to impress people by what you give or what you're doing charitably. All right. You have no reward of your father, which is in heaven, if you're doing that. Verse number two says, therefore, when you do thine arms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Okay, so you're saying there again, when you give your arms, don't sound a trumpet before me. You don't have to go broadcasting how much I gave. You don't have to broadcast this is who I give to. You don't have to go go online on media or any other place for that matter, talking about how much I do, how much I give, you know, how much I do this, how much I do that. It says that don't blow up as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. Hey, hypocrites. Virtue signaling in many cases can be, be done by someone that's hypocritical. You don't know what their real intentions are, but they're talking about how great they are or what, it, what all that they're doing. Okay? Virtue signaling. Do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they can have the glory of men. Okay? Verse number three says, but when thou doest your arms, when you do give, let not your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that thine arms may be in secret, and thy father which sees in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Okay? So you need to let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And when you pray, thou shalt not be seen as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. See how that's in there so many times, doing things so that you can be seen of men? Okay? Right. You see how that's in there so many times? The giving and, and, and praying? All right? Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into thy closet, and when you have shut the door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. All right. So what they were doing, the hypocrites, they were, they were praying so loud, okay, and just making all this noise so everyone could say, see, look at me, boy, boy, look at him. He's praying, he's praying. Boy, he is so religious, he is so pious. He is such a righteous, righteous person. Look how he just cries out to God, Okay. He's not ashamed at all. He's just out there openly. And then it says in verse number seven, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. See, there's always that comparison. Use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So heathen, in other words, they're using all these repetitious words and everything while they're crying out and being loud because they're thinking that that's going to make, make people hear them more and that God is going to hear them more. It already said if they just go into your prayer closet quietly in secret, God the Father knows what your what your need is. He knows what you're praying about. He hears you. You need all these vain repetitions. Sometimes they, they think that all of the words is going to move God more. Right. One of the most effective prayers I've always said many for many, 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 many years is simply, God help me. In the name of Jesus, God help me. That says that says a mountain full. You'll need to repeating all of these vain words, thinking that that's going to clarify to God more and more what your need is. God knows what your need is, okay? 
But the point that he's making here is that when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. That's what the heathen does. We obviously are not heathen. We know we're not heathens. We know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. All right. So again, the word that God is saying here. Don't be virtue signaling. There's no need for you to be virtue signaling. Verse number eight closes by saying, be not you therefore like unto them, for your father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. And then he goes on to talk about the, 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 uh, the, the, the manner of prayer, which is the Lord's Prayer, as an example. Okay, So we see here again now, long, way back, way back before virtue signaling, quote unquote, you, know, you won't find a term in the Bible any place, you know, virtue signaling, but this is what this is talking about. Again, we as Christians, we simply don't go there. Jesus refers to hypocrites who love to give their alms before a crowd of people. The advice that Jesus gives in verse 3 is to not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. So in other words, what that is saying is to keep your charitable activities to yourself. Virtue signaling is off limits for the follower of Jesus Christ. It's off limits to us. If people happen to see you giving money to the poor, then fine, so be it. But the motivation should never be so that people will notice you. Okay? You, you, don't, you don't have to give to church because people will notice you. If you're in church and the collection basket comes around, you don't have to make all sorts of fancy gestures to get everyone's attention to see your hand putting money in the, in the basket. <laughs> I remember years ago there was a, a minister that, that, that said that or, uh, only, put, only put bills, paper bills in the, in the, or, uh, in the, in the plate there. And don't be throwing change in there just so everyone will notice that you're giving by the noise that it makes. <laughs> okay? Obviously, you know, he was joking and so forth like that. But the point is that you don't have to let everybody know that, look at me, look at me, this is how much I'm giving. God knows what your motivation is. God knows that you want to give to him. God looks on the heart, not the outward man. God looks at the heart, not the outward man. I want you to see how important that is. Let's go to 1 Samuel 16. Let's go to 1 Samuel 16. 1 Samuel 16, and we want to do verse number 7. Verse number 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord sees not as a man sees, for the man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Okay. Underline that part, please. The Lord, the, uh, the Lord sees not as a man sees, for a man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Okay. So you can virtue signal all you want all day long, but God knows what's in your heart. All right. You can say all these wonderful things about a particular cause, a particular event, a particular issue, a particular person. Okay. But God knows your heart. You're trying to impress others by perhaps writing the things that you're writing. Okay, so we don't need to be going. We don't need to allow ourselves to be to go in that particular direction. So just keep it giving in terms of giving. Keep it to yourself. God looks on the heart. The Bible leaves no place again for virtue signaling. We are told to study to do good to all people. Galatians six ten says, "As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are in the household of faith." We are not told to talk about our good works, just to simply do them. Okay, just to simply do them. You don't have to be bragging about the things that you're doing or talking about the, the things that you're doing. Just simply do them. Okay, God is the one that leads us. God is the one that guides us. Okay, I mentioned may have mentioned before, and you may have heard me say that. Uh, you, you know, I, 
remember this individual who was ministering underneath the uh, bridge to some homeless people and so forth. And he was talking to me about how well he had done and what a glorious time he had there and how he fed X number of people and they left blankets there and so forth. And then he went on to say, yeah, and I ministered to them and boy, and I, I led so many people to the Lord. And he called out a number, I don't know, 30, 35 people, whatever it was, to the Lord. You know, and I looked at him and, he, and when he was saying, he was all proud and puffed up like this. Yeah, I led some people to the Lord. I told him, I said, hey, well, you know, listen, man, <laughs> you, you know, it, nice that the Lord sent you down and you did a good work, I'm sure, in the eyes of the Lord. And God bless you for ministering to them that way. But as far as leading anyone to the Lord, that, that wasn't you that did that. Okay. Holy Spirit does, does the calling. Holy Spirit does, does the guiding. Okay, the Holy Spirit leads people that are even unsaved to the Lord. Amen. So it's wonderful that you hopefully spoke his words as you were under there. But don't think for a minute that this was you that did it. But again, this is that virtue. And look how great I am. This is something that I did. Okay. We as children of God, we don't virtue sing. We simply do. That's all. We don't need to talk about it. God knows what it is that we're doing. We don't have to talk about it. The Bible leaves no place again for virtue signaling. Proverbs 22, 27, 2 says, let, let another man praise thee and let not thy mouth a stranger and not thine own lips. Okay, let me read that again. Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth a stranger and not thine own lips. Okay, so let somebody else praise your own mouth. You don't need to praise yourself. Let someone else do the praising. Someone sees that you're doing good, then, you know, they'll lift you up. They'll admire for what you're doing. Most importantly, they'll see how God is being glorified in your life. That's all. That's what really matters. Not what another man says about you. Amen. This is what virtue signaling is. Virtue signaling and looking for compliments are roundabout ways of praising ourselves. It's a roundabout way of praising ourselves. Look how great I am. Matthew 5, 16, Jesus said, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. OK, and this is our motivation, that God will be glorified in my life. God will be glorified by my actions, by what I say and what I do. This is not a reference to boasting or announcing our good works. The Lord's words in Matthew 5.16 are telling us that in living an obedient life, others cannot help but notice the, uh, the good and God gets glorified. Okay? So if we're doing a good thing in our lives, others will indeed notice. And as a result of that, God will be glorified. We don't have to go out of our way to make sure that that's achieved. Amen? The glory is God the Father, not ours. It is our human nature that creates a tendency to practice virtue signaling. We all like to be complimented. We all like to be admired of the wonderful things that we that we do. But that should not be our goal. We don't have to go out of our way, our lives, to say to say to say, "Look at me, look at me." You know, we naturally want others to think well of us, and it's so easy on social media and in speaking to others to publicize our own good deeds or to proclaim our lofty values. You don't need to be proclaiming any kind of lofty values. You know, we've been called to be to be faithful before God. That's what's important. We've been called to be faithful before God, not to seek the world's admiration. We are to proclaim not our own righteousness, but Christ's. And that's written in so many different scriptures, in Corinthians, in Philippians, in Peter. Virtue signaling is vainglorious and is foolish. Take John the Baptist, for instance, the greatest of the prophets. He had an opportunity to signal his virtues when he was approached by the priests and the Levites. And we see that if we go to to, uh, John 1. 
John 1, verse 19. It says in verse 19, and this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, no. Then said they unto him, who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they said, and they which were sent were of the Pharisees. So the Pharisees that sent these people. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptize thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you whom you know not. He it is who comes after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latchet I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Beth Barbara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Okay? And so he didn't take any glory for himself. He didn't say that I am this, I am that. And he had done many, many things. You know, the story of John the Baptist. He was out there in the desert. He was ministering to, to a, a, wow, man, many, 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 many people. Baptized many, 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 many people. Okay? And he was, he was preaching the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ coming. Okay? He, should, he could have said, and, well, this is what I did. I spent so much time at so-and-so. I spent so much time there. I spent so much time. I did this. I did that. But he didn't do anything like that at all. He, 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 he passed and shifted the glory to Jesus. Amen. So by what he was doing and what he was saying was indeed glorifying God. So he didn't signal his virtue in any way. When they asked him, who are you? What did you say? He could have bragged about it, as I said. Instead, John just simply said, I'm the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight way uh, way for the Lord. And he pointed the people away from himself and toward Jesus. So you see, so there's so many points here in the Bible that talks about virtue signaling, which is a modern day term. But we can see in concept the motivation behind what makes one virtue signal is, is written in Scripture there. And so, therefore, we as Christians, you know, and, and I give these messages to you as Holy Spirit puts them on me because um, there are some things that we as Christians sometimes do uh, innocently and not really realize what we're doing. Okay, alrighty, and, and and as a human being, you know, until Jesus returns and everything, as long as we are physically on this planet, we are all trying our best to live as Jesus, as God the Father would want us to live. Okay, but there are times that we also, because we're we're in physical human bodies still, that 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 that, that fallen nature will sometimes just rise up and will make us fall and start doing things and stumble and do things that people in the world would do. You know, we can we can so easily get caught up on social media there because we we, we disagree, you know, with an issue or, or a concept or a person or something. And we start putting out there out there how great and how wonderful we are. OK, I mean, we as Christians, of course, we could be the virtue signaling like crazy. You know, you know, we could be proselytizing all over the place. But there's a time and a place for that. Holy Spirit will tell you when you should proselytize, when you should be evangelizing. There's a time and a place. But we don't do it at the expense of others, 
Okay, we don't be like the Pharisees, you know, like that Pharisee. Thank God, you know, I'm this and I'm not like those other people. Okay, okay. We want to minister with love. We want to minister in accordance with Holy Spirit, not just to get on there signaling how virtuous or how or, or how mighty we are because we are a child of God. Okay, they should see how, quote unquote, how mighty you are, you are, so to speak, by your actions, and therefore God will be glorified. You should be living your life so that others will see and witness that, gee whiz, he is successful, she is successful. Because, by the way, I hear that they're Christian, you know. I wonder what their God is all about. Maybe I need to talk to them to find out what their God is all about so, so, so that I, too, can be blessed. Right? So, so by your actions, signal your position. You don't have to get out there at the expense of others just shooting people down. Amen. That's what virtue signaling does. It says, I am better than this group of people. I am better than that group of people. Look at me. I am so woke. I know what's going on. So therefore, this is why I'm so against that. Okay. What's your motivation? What's your motivation? Okay. So we need to be, we need to be careful about how we are conducting our lives as children of God. It's very, very important. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, Consider passing it on to someone else that you know. We can be reached at www.genesis1.sermon.net. Genesis1.sermon.net. If you look at the top of the page, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and you'll be notified when there's uh, when a new message is out. Uh, we're on YouTube, Genesis 1 Christian Ministries, and we have free apps available for Android and for Apple devices. And they can be find, found at the uh, respective Apple or Android stores. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hope you've been blessed by these messages again. You know, pass the word around. Uh, God wants the word of God to spread uh, all around this planet. And that's what we're trying to do here at Genesis 1. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we spent with you, Lord God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that as we go through the balance of the week ahead of us, O oh Lord God, that we shall remember these words Practice these words, O oh Lord God, and look that, that we are only glorifying you by our intentions and our actions in our life, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Heavenly Father. We glorify thy name. In the master's name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed, and remember always that Jesus is Lord. Oh, Lord, praises to